Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. On today's podcast, I am going to give all of you a condensed, shorter version of my take on President Trump's tax return. And I recently did a podcast that was about an hour long that went into lots of details on the New York Times report that reported President Trump paid just $750 in federal income tax the year he entered the White House. And I gave a lot of details on the foundation of the tax rules, losses, non-recourse, recourse debt, um, deductions, and um, got a lot of great feedback. And I appreciate everyone from listening. Uh, it was posted on YouTube, posted on SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, and um, got a lot of great comments. But one of the comments I got was, hey, Adam, we love you, but can you shorten it up just a little bit? Because listening to you talk about tax for an hour um, sometimes can put people to sleep. So I got you. I totally get you. <laughs> tax is kind of dry, even though I love this stuff. Um, I got you. So here's a much shorter abridged version, and I'm going to go right to the point of my take on President Trump's tax return. So before I get into it, just want to give you a quick background about me. I am a tax attorney. I have a master's in tax law from NYU. I practiced tax law for 10 years at some of the largest firms in the world, New York City. Um, and I advise lots of real estate investment uh, partnerships on uh, tax matters. So I think I'm very suitable um, and qualified to give you my take on um, what was reported by the New York Times and what I was able to research on the Trump tax return situation. So just to recap, the New York Times said, again, he just reported $750 federal tax in the year he entered the White House. Um, also, they reported some, um, I guess, excessive deductions, at least they claim, on for hairstyling during The Apprentice. Also talked about a huge refund he's applying to because of losses that were generated um, over the years from his investments. And um, it's hard to get a lot of details. In fact, uh, the Trump Organization, it's unclear whether it's even a C-Corp, double taxation, or an S-Corp pass-through. So it's very scant on details, but um, I was able to research and kind of thoughtfully piece some things together for what I think uh, was the reason on how he was able to generate you know, all these deductions and losses. But before I get started, uh, again, I just want to mention a very important Supreme Court case called Gregory v. Halvering, because you need to understand what the Supreme Court says about minimizing one's tax. So I'm just going to read uh, an important provision from this Supreme Court case. So it talks about the ability to reduce, avoid, minimize, or alleviate taxes through wholly legitimate means. The court elaborated that the legal right of a taxpayer to decrease the amount of what otherwise would be his taxes or altogether avoid them by means which the law permits cannot be doubted. Okay, so Judge Leonard Hand, who uh, wrote the opinion in this case, and he said, we may arrange our affairs so that our taxes shall be as low as possible. We are not bound to choose that pattern. 
which best pays the treasury. We do not even have a patriotic duty to increase our taxes. Okay, so I'm just going to put that out there. This is a bipartisan podcast. This is not pro-Trump, anti-Trump, pro-Democrat, pro-Republican. Um, I'm actually, you know, independent. I'm not a registered Republican or Democrat. You can check it out. I'm um, giving you my take as a tax attorney based off what was reported by the New York Times. And I'll make a bold statement. And this is my conclusion up front in case you want to stop listening is what President Trump reported. If what the New York Times report is accurate is not shocking. Okay. And in fact, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't even release his return because almost any successful real estate developer, investor will have a similar set of tax returns. Okay. I've seen them, whether that real estate investor is a Democrat, Republican, independent, whether they're from New York, California, Scranton, Pennsylvania, or Nevada, doesn't matter. Um, real estate investors generate losses. They buy real estate in pass-through entities like LLCs and partnerships, not C-Corps. Losses flow through. Most real estate investments initially have losses, whether it's depreciation deductions, renovation expenses, property taxes, other management expenses. There are losses, um, obviously carrying a mortgage, right? The, the cost of paying the mortgage, the debt is deductible. Okay, so one of the principles of taxation is you can only deduct up to your basis. Basis is basically the cash you put in plus any debt, okay, in the LLC contest, non-recourse or recourse debt that is allocated to you. So a recourse debt is what you personally guarantee, which makes sense. But a non-recourse loan is something gets guaranteed by the entity, not by you. You still get basis for that. Meaning if you put in $100,000 in cash and you've and you the LLC borrowed $10 million and $7 million of that is allocated to you, you can now take losses up to $7,100,000. Okay, and that's just the way the tax code is stated. The course, the court cases are very clear. The Tufts and Crane cases clearly state you get basis for non-recourse. There's an exception for an S-corp, um, and, and that's a reason why I was trying to figure out if the Trump organization is an S-corp, because for an S-corp, you don't get non-recourse basis. You only get non-recourse basis in your stock if you personally borrow the debt and then lend it to the company. So that's my rationale. There's a report in the New York Times that Trump has tons of personal debt, a few hundred million dollars of personal debt. And the only reason, there's two reasons for that. Either the banks weren't comfortable lending without a personal guarantee, um, or he took a lot of personal debt so he can then lend it to the S-Corp on great basis and then create losses, which again, is perfectly legal. It's just a strategy. And what I'm discussing right now is super complex. Um, this is not something that the average business person kind of devises on their own. This is strategies and tax structuring maneuvering that President Trump hired qualified attorneys and CPAs to do. So my point is, um, you know, whether you hate or love Trump, he didn't figure this stuff out. His advisors did. They structured this stuff for him. He followed their rules and he did what any real estate investor would do. Now, I just want to be clear. We're not all taxed the same under the tax code. LeBron James isn't taxed the same way as an opera singer. Elon Musk is not taxed the same way as a professor. There's taxation of W-2, okay, or earned income, which is subject to Social Security, Medicaid, and ordinary income tax rates. And there's capital gains, which is taxed at 15%. There's depreciation recapture, taxed at 25%. There's 
trust tax income that can be taxed at 37% tax. So there's different categories of income and it's all taxed differently. So depending on what you do, you're going to have a different category of income and a different taxing regime. And that's why the tax code, whether it was devised for or against certain investors, it is pro real estate investors, especially with the advent of pass-through entities over the last 25, 30 years. Losses, which are very common in real estate investments up front, are super valuable because they can be used to generate losses, which can go allow you as the taxpayer to go back two years and amend your returns and reduce any taxes you paid and get a refund, which reportedly by the New York Times, President Trump did. Or you can carry it forward 20 years. And these are called net operating losses, and they're very valuable. Now, there are some limitations like passive activity rules 469, at-risk rules 465, but they don't apply if you've invested in active businesses. So again, I don't have all the facts. It's very, very scant in details in terms of what I was able to find out. But according to New York Times and some other publications, the Trump Organization um, has interest in over 500 entities. Um, and what seemingly happened is the Trump Org would partner with Trump uh, himself or family members they create a partnership, okay, which would create a K1, which would allow the income or losses to flow through pro rata. So if President Trump owned 99% of an entity and Trump org owned 1%, partnership would be filed 1065, no Schedule C. The 99% of the income or losses will flow through to the Trump 1040. And because a lot of those entities are real estate related and generally are active investments, they uh, would generate basis if for the amount of cash plus leverage that was used and he would be able to generate losses up to the basis and that's seemingly what any good real estate investor would do losses i know it sounds out there but losses are valuable they're super valuable in some cases way more valuable than profit because losses could reduce taxes two years back 20 years forward you could still be rich and generate tons of income, but have losses on your return. And again, those losses are valuable. It's not illegal. It's not illegal to minimize your taxes. It's not illegal to reduce your taxes. There's no obligation by any of us to maximize the amount of taxes we pay. And again, this isn't my statement. This is based off Gregory V. Helvery, one of the most famous Supreme Court cases ever. So it's a principle that any smart investor, business owner will use, just like an individual will use the tax code to his or her advantage to generate mortgage interest deductions, to generate maybe office deduction if you're self-employed. The same way President Trump and his advisors are using the losses, pass-through rules, the basis rules for non-recourse, whether it's an LLC or S-Corp, to generate high basis and have the losses flow through. That's not to say he's never gonna pay tax. He could, and he will at some point, because if these assets generate a capital event, if he doesn't do a 1031 exchange, then there will be income, there will be depreciation recapture, and there will be taxes he ultimately will have to pay. Now, some of the losses that he generated over the prior years could eat those up. But again, if you have an issue with President Trump paying $750 in taxes, the issue is more on the tax code. And again, it's not a Republican drafted tax code. The tax code has been 
drafted and built up by both sides of the aisle. Democrats, Republicans have all added uh, all special provisions that have helped their constituents. So it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's basically a code that has been built up on layer on layer and layer. And it's not perfect, but it's based off Gregory V. Halvering, our right to use it to maximize, or basically I should say minimize our, our tax burden. So in sum, it's not surprising uh, what uh, the New York Times reported. In fact, if I was Trump, I would have released it um, in 2015 or 16. He has nothing to be ashamed about, uh, believe it or not. Again, he's not a W-2 taxpayer. He's not LeBron James or Brad Pitt that gets $50 million from a movie and they're going to pay ordinary income tax on their MBA salary or their movie salary. He's a businessman and he generates income differently and he pays tax differently. That's not his call. That's from the tax code. And he's following the rules and he's following what his advisors are telling him to do. There's nothing wrong per se with paying $750 in taxes. Yes, it sounds strange because your mom who's a teacher may pay more taxes, but hey, that's the way the tax code is drafted. Okay. And as a tax lawyer, that's what we're taught. That's why you pay us a thousand dollars an hour is to use the tax code to your advantage. Okay. Just like you're going to pay an estate planning lawyer to draft a will that you know, protects your estate and you're going to dra- hire a corporate lawyer to provide you the best um, bylaws and shareholder agreements that can protect your business. And just like you're going to go to a doctor that's going to hopefully protect your health, that's what a tax attorney does. And unfortunately, all we can do is go based off what the tax law says. So if you look at Gregory V. Halvering, look at Crane and the tax-related cases that give you basis for non-recourse debt, um, that's just unfortunately the way it works. And Trump was able to use the system to generate losses. And he obviously used a lot of leverage. He's been very clear that he loves using other people's money. And he got basis for that. So he probably put in 20% cash, maybe less, 30% cash, maybe more. And then the rest debt, whether it's personally guaranteed or not, he got basis for all that. He made the investment, the real estate investments generated deductions, depreciation, expenses. They all flowed through to his tax return and they ate up uh, some of his other income. Now, real quick on the deductions, I don't have enough facts. Generally, it's, it's rare that people can deduct um, hair costs, um, although I guess technically there are instances um, it's possible. Probably what happened, I don't think this was a personal deduction as what was reported um, in the Wall Street Journal. Um, I think what happened is he has an, a company, probably an LLC, that um, is in charge of um, you know something related to The Apprentice, and it took the hair deductions, which it probably was technically allowed to, and it flowed through to him since he's the principal owner of that entity. So I don't think he took a personal deduction for it, like having going to the barber every week. It was more about the company getting the deduction for it because the company paid a hairstylist um, for uh, its its you know operations, which was you know the, probably managing the Apprentice or uh, whatever whatever it did related to the Apprentice TV show. So it was more of a business deduction that flowed through. Um, to him. That's at least my gut call. I, I don't think any account would um, allow their client to put a $70,000 hair deduction on there. Um, and there's similar cases for like body enhancements for bodybuilders and um, all kinds of stuff. So it's usually has to go through the business. 
And that's probably what he did. But again, what clearly seems to have happened here is the Trump org would do a partnership with, with Trump, um, let's say 99.1. He would get, he would put cash in personally and, and get tons of debt. He would get the basis for 99% of that debt, give him a huge um, basis, which allow him to generate huge losses. Also, he'd have to generate pay huge taxes on the profits at some point. But uh, initially, some of these investments just generate losses. And then he ultimately can do 1031 exchanges to defer the gains. Um, again, it's, it's legal. It's not just President Trump or Jared Kushner. It's anyone who's smart will use these rules to their advantage. So again, when I, when I saw this New York Times report, I basically just said, well, obviously, I didn't expect he was going to pay $20 million in taxes. He's a real estate developer. They generate losses. Uh, that's just kind of the way it works. And then they use those losses to hopefully offset their gains, or they do a 1031 exchange to defer um, the taxes. Okay, That's just the way the game is played. Um, it's just pretty simple stuff. So for me, it's simple. Obviously, if you are, are not a tax attorney and you, you read the report and say, well, I don't understand. I pay $20,000 in taxes. I'm, I'm, I'm an average person. I'm a teacher uh, or I'm a mechanic or um, you know, I'm a software developer. How is the president of the United States, this billionaire, only paying $750? Trust me, um, no offense to President Trump. He's not that smart. Okay, His advisors, his accountants or attorneys figure this out. So if you want to be mad at anyone, be mad at me. Be mad at the attorneys or accounts that figure this stuff out. Don't be mad at Trump. Um, and again, this is not a pro-Trump thing. It's nothing to do with President Trump. He probably never even looked at his return. Uh, he definitely not able to figure it out. I can tell you that. He probably told them, minimize my taxes. I read Gregory V. Halverin, figure out the best legal way to minimize it. And there's a distinction between minimizing your tax using legal means and tax evasion. Okay. Obviously that's a different thing. I'm not talking about tax evasion, I'm talking about minimizing taxes using the tax code uh, as a foundation. And, and that's what he did. And the key again is basis, basis, basis. The more basis you have, the more losses you can get. You get basis by debt, recourse or non-recourse. In the case of an S-Corp, he may have had to personally take debt to lend it to the, to the S-Corp in order to get basis in the stock. That is my belief into why uh, he has some personal debt. I, I would just be shocked that some of these banks would make him sign personally considering his assets are pretty good. Uh, but who knows? Maybe, maybe um, these banks did want a personal guarantee. Um, but either way, I think um, whether it seems like you used LLCs more and LLCs will give you basis for recourse or non-recourse, allowing you to take uh, flow through losses, which go to his tax return and reduce taxes. So um, it'd be interesting to see, obviously, over a longer period of time, the New York Times report um, says there was no income tax at all from 11 out of 18 years. But again, you're talking about NOLs can go forward 20 years, right? So if you have a $100 million loss, uh, in 2010, you can carry that forward up to 2030 and eat up $100 million of gains or go back two years from 2010. So NOLs are super, super powerful. In fact, some businesses, their biggest asset is their losses. Some people buy businesses just for losses. Okay, so um, losses have tons of value. Um, it's hard to accept as just a regular taxpayer, but for investors and businesses, losses, the NOL rules are the most powerful uh, rules in the code to some degree. I can give you an instance. I remember uh, one of my good friends working at, at a major New York law firm. He spent two and a half years of his career 
working on one net operating loss case for a major U.S. company. Uh, and they were dealing with an IRS audit of like 600 to $700 million of potential taxes based off these NOLs that were used. So this is super, super, super big stuff. Um, major corporations probably have a handful of full-time attorneys and CPAs just looking at net operating losses from their businesses and how they flow through. Uh, I know that because I have friends that do that. So yes, uh, it does seem a little off. It's 750 bucks. That seems really low, obviously. But again, remember, everyone is not everyone's taxed the same. Um, it's based off the flow-through abilities of losses in LLCs. It's based off the way real estate investors structure their investments. And it's based off the NOL regime of two back and 20 forward. And when you put it all together, you are going to see a lot of real estate investors have very, very similar tax returns as to President Trump. I've seen it for some super wealthy real estate investors across the country, and it's not surprising. So I hope this is a more succinct, uh, condensed version of the New York Times report on why President Trump paid just $750 in income tax. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the deductions because there's just not a lot of info. But again, I think everything is based off the structuring where the Trump org partners with him and you have a partnership. So you have no Schedule C. He doesn't put the Schedule C on the 1040. Everything is K-1s from the 1065 partnership return. The cash and the losses or gains flow through to his return. And, and that's kind of the situation he finds himself in where he has a five... 500 or so entities that are, some are generating profits, some are generating losses, some are generating monster losses. And when you put them all together on the aggregate on a year to year basis, you're going to have years where there's monster losses, which then can go back to be used to reduce or amend your return from prior years and get a refund, which he's done. New York Times reported $72.9 million federal refund. Probably he did an amendment because of the NOLs and, uh, got a refund and that's legal. Um, and it can be used 20 years forward, which uh, I'm assuming he did um, to, to uh, follow the rules under section uh, you know, 382 of the tax code for NOL. So um, again, if you want to be mad at anyone, uh, you can hate President Trump. There's obviously lots of reasons to hate him. Um, uh, and that's you know, half the country uh, or more didn't vote for him, right? So, uh, but don't be mad at him for his tax return. Um, there's a lot more important um, topics that you should focus on if you don't like President Trump. His tax returns shouldn't be one of them because he, he didn't figure this out himself, trust me. Um, and he's doing what the tax code and what Gregory V. Halvorin's Supreme Court case says he's allowed to do. So I hope you found this podcast um, helpful, insightful. Um, subscribe if you haven't. It's a weekly podcast. Try to take an alternative look at retirement, taxes, investments, and um, you know, really appreciate all the support. Stay safe, be healthy, and I'll talk to all you guys next week. Thanks for listening.